It's time. Landeskog turned it over to Horvat, right to the slot. Pedersen scores! Is there anything this kid can't do? For Locked On Canucks. Now Pedersen out the right wing side. Saucer pass, left circle. Besser shoots and scores! It was good that Brock Lesnar got a goal. You gotta be joking me! The kids continue to get it done with Justin Morissette. He's a weird dude, yeah. It's good to have weird dudes. Yes, that's right, your resident weird dude back at it again with your Locked On Canucks for Wednesday, August the 5th, coming to you late in the evening on Wednesday, and you probably noticed that there was no uh, Game 2 post-game reaction pod either late last night or early this morning. I probably had a few too many margaritas over the course of that game to uh, bring you one in the immediate aftermath, and then... Uh, Got wrapped up with some other things earlier today that I could not bring this show to you any sooner, which is a shame because there's so much that I could talk about on the day after the Canucks win uh, Game 2 against the Minnesota Wild by a 4-3 final score. Basically a 4-1 game. Kevin Fiala adding a couple of late goals in garbage time to make that score look a lot more presentable to the Minnesota Wild than uh, the game probably uh, would indicate on the whole, and so much to dive into. Really, I could probably do 20 minutes just on Brock Besser's goal, uh, the 3-1 goal for Vancouver at the time and the way Brock scored it, uh, the play that was made by Pedersen, perhaps by accident, or maybe he's just the most spatially aware player who ever lived, a Henrik Sedin-like puck deflection over to the side of the net where Brock Besser was waiting uh, to tap it in and beat Alex Stalock, having perfectly executed some deception, some high-level trickery on Ryan Suter. Besser acting like Suter had him pinned along the wall, and uh, no, he was just playing possum all along. Besser rolls out of the check right to the net front in time to knock that one home. A wonderful goal, and of course, Elias Pettersson, you could say so much about him after game two as well, and just the level of competitiveness and the fire that he showed, as he is just a man out for revenge after the beating that he took in game one. It's like uh, they stole his car and killed his dog and Petey went down to the basement with a sledgehammer, cracked open some concrete and dug up his guns. He's like John Wick out there. Uh, lots to talk about and I will break it all down tomorrow as I will be back with a post-game three podcast that I am recording in the afternoon immediately after game three draws to a close that one at 11.30 start time. So... Obviously, uh, no sense in doing a big uh, pregame or postgame show today as it's going to be almost instantly dated. Uh, instead, I'm going to do something that's already dated because it's a topic from this past weekend. I had Jackson McDonald of Roxy Fever on the show earlier in the week, and we got into a topic that I really wanted to talk about with Jackson, but we just didn't have time to get to it uh, when he was on on Tuesday. I will let you hear that one right now instead. And it's a conversation that uh, might make Make some of you very upset with me. We shall see. If you disagree, feel free to get get at me on Twitter at Justin Morris. But in the meantime, let's get right back to it with Jackson McDonald, shall we? 
All right. Teased it earlier in the week when Jackson was on the other day and uh, bringing him back through the magic of technology for a topic that I would love to touch on on the show. And there's nobody better to talk about it uh, than with the host of Roxy Fever, Jackson McDonald, former managing editor of Canucks Army. Because Jackson, of course, uh, if people know Roxy Fever, and they should because it's always entertaining, uh, <laughs> it is kind of the perfect convergence of uh, kind of Canucks Twitter and Canucks hockey and and politics and there were there was one thing that happened <laughs> over the course of the weekend last weekend uh, that kind of hit on those two things exactly Canucks Twitter and politics I think you know where I'm going with this Yes, I, I have a feeling I, I know what you're talking about, and I'm excited to, to talk about it with you. And that is Ryan Kessler uh, deciding to tweet his support of Donald Trump uh, the other day. <laughs> I don't have the exact tweet in front of me, but it was something along the lines of, what a shame it is that that President Trump gets blamed for everything. Hashtag <laughs> four more years um and he did admit later that he was kind of stirring the pot and also conceded that there's a lot going on in the world right now that now is not the time for pot stirring perhaps uh mm. but this set off a huge uh, uh shitstorm. there's no other word for it really on canucks twitter with people just going crazy trying to dunk on ryan kessler or that this confirmed their beliefs all along that this guy always sucked i knew it i was never fooled <laughs> um and uh i thought the whole thing was just absolutely ridiculous personally well you know i mean so i have i have i'm of two minds on this and the, the first my first thought process on this is as somebody who actually was the person who uh never liked Kessler that much or or just I always my feeling towards Ryan Kessler was always that um that feeling of okay yeah he's an asshole but he's our asshole that people love to sort of throw around but also that I just don't particularly like assholey players um and I mean that in a different sense from somebody like like a harmless uh that I consider to be more of a harmless asshole like uh uh, Alex Burroughs or Antoine Roussel, where it's, you know, they, they scuff it up on the ice, but then they get off the ice and they're generally like pretty nice, friendly guys. Um, so as, as somebody who wasn't a huge Kessler fan when he was here as a guy, obviously he was a great player. Um, I just find it frustrating and dishonest to see people suddenly now, like, just, just be honest with yourself, just be intellectually honest with yourself that sometimes you like things or people or products or whatever that suck that where the guy is not good, but he's effective at, at what he does. Like a great example of that to me would be i I'm a big Eagles of death metal fan. Mm -hmm. I think that they're a very good band. I also think that uh, Jesse Hughes is a big dumb idiot who's never said anything correct in his entire life. Those are two thoughts that I can hold in my head at the same time. Um, and so, you know, I mean, that's, that's one side of it. And then the other side of it is that, um, I, I am all for people dunking on Ryan Kessler for being an idiot, but it, like, can we really be surprised here? We're, we're talking about somebody who's from, uh, who's from Michigan, who's an American, who is obviously very, very high income, but uh, fairly low level of 
education, a higher level of education than most NHL players because he played in the NCAA, but you know, not finishing college and being really, really rich is basically Donald Trump's entire base. Uh, so it, it just, I, I think, unfortunately for, for a lot of hockey fans um, that are not, you know, violently reactionary, um, I think that if you're looking at uh, NHL players to be role models or good people, uh, despite the way that the NHL markets its players, that's ju- you're just going to be disappointed. Um, and I, I think that that ties in a little bit too to the uh, the anthem protesting that's uh, that's been happening as well, where you know a lot of people are disappointed in NHLers for not uh, for not joining guys like Matt Dumba in their in their kneeling or whatever. But it's just like you kind of have to be realistic with yourself, and I- instead of um, instead of just sort of, uh, I guess, impotently pointing out that these players are, are woefully uh, behind the times, uh, you got to be a little bit more critical than that and say, you know, well, maybe there's a reason why that is, like the fact that it's incredibly expensive to play hockey, and so it's going to be a self-selecting group of uh, rich white guys. But it seems like the level of discourse right now, unfortunately, is just uh, – you know, um, American man bad, I guess. Yeah, and that's kind of my problem with it is because uh, you know the the number one take that I saw in reaction to this was well, he was just pretending to be cool to try and get into the Ring of Honor. I regret <laughs> cheering for you during Sedine Week. It's well, like, well, then you were a sucker. Exactly. Like, then you were a big fat sucker forever. Believe it. Like I didn't buy that crap for a second. I. If, if Ryan Kessler goes into the Ring of Honor, great. By his performance, he deserves to be in there. Yes. If they keep him out because he was a weirdo and a, and a prick and he, uh, you know, may or may not have done some uh, questionable things with uh, certain teammates, uh, you know, Spouses. people in their families or whatever, we'll just... Let's, you know, let's say the word partner. People love yeah. to use the word partner yeah. lately, don't well, you think? Like, you and I have yeah. been using it forever, I think, and people can go <laughs> yeah. back in our histories and find that we've always used the word partner. Yes. Uh, allegedly, uh, obviously, hard allegedly. But I, <laughs> but ultimately, it's one of those things where it's it's the question of, I guess, are you going to be a, a, a person? Are you going to think about it in hockey terms or are you going to think about it in people terms? And I think that, for me, it's just about consistency. If you... Uh, you can you can not like Ryan Kessler and not want him in the Ring of Honor, and I'm right there with you, and I totally get it. Yeah. But you can't not want Ryan Kessler in the Ring of Honor and want Jake Rutanen in the lineup uh, <laughs> tonight. Like that's not uh, that's not consistent. Yeah. Because it's either 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 you're thinking of it in terms of nakedly blind like stats and hockey performance, or you're thinking a little bit more deeply about what kind of people these people are. And that's fine, but just be consistent. That's that's my opinion. Well, I was, I won't say suckered in, because I know that the whole week for him was kind of like a PR brand exercise to try and rehabilitate himself in this market. But he should be rehabilitated in this market. He is, unless you really, really want to lay on an extreme superlative for Elias Pettersson right now, which is, you know, 
partly justified perhaps, Ryan Kessler is unquestionably the second best center behind only Henrik Sedin in the history of this franchise. He is one of the greatest playoff performers I have ever witnessed. He is one of undoubtedly the best Canucks of all time. I don't know that you can even make a top 10 Canuck list that doesn't include Ryan Kessler as a player in it. And that's to me what is so frustrating because even as someone who loved Ryan Kessler, look, I have an authentic, you know, $500 Ryan Kessler jersey hanging in my closet at home right now. I would never have gone to bat for him as a person. I always loved him as a player, and I still do. And a lot of people kind of still do, whether they want to admit it or not. And this idea that, you know, you can only like something if it reflects your own politics back at you. Like, what are you, a baby? Like... Maybe it's just that I'm a wrestling fan and I'm so used to compromising my morality <laughs> for the sake of my entertainment. Uh, sure. But, but like, I really just don't understand the idea that, like, well, he, he was just trying to trick us all. No, you, what part of anything about him, even during Sedin Week, made you think that this guy wasn't a Republican? Of course yeah. he is. As you said, he grew up in Livonia, Michigan. He plays an upper-class, predominantly white sport and has for his entire career. He's a millionaire American. Everything would tell you that he is, of course, a Republican voter. And guess what you know who else probably is too Todd Bertuzzi but we don't know that because he hasn't said it but he also lives in the states and would have class interests that would line up with all these things you know and people aren't saying like I regret cheering for you during the home opener and we're talking about someone who's like a literal hockey criminal so like (laughs) get a grip like I have people in my family who are American and vote Republican I don't disown them because I don't agree with their politics be an adult there are people in this world who have politics that don't agree with yours and that doesn't mean that they should just be canceled from society and pushed off onto some leper colony you know like i don't want well, to def- no. i don't want to defend someone for liking trump because i don't like trump at all and i wish that ryan kessler had never said this thing but the reaction to it in my opinion was entirely performative and a lot of people who were just going in on this guy uh, it just felt entirely disingenuous to me. It's also just like far and away not the worst thing a, a, a hockey player has said or done, even politically. Like uh, it, it is just one of those. It is just one of those things where the uh, the level of of discourse is sort of um, it hasn't caught up to reality, I guess, in the sense that like if you're getting mad at Ryan Kessler, and and again, like I said, get you know get mad that's fine like be go dunk on ryan kessler or i mean better yet just like try to support policies that like mean that he'll have less money mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like the, that kind of thing actually do but, something um, with regards yeah. to political activism instead of just yeah, dunking absolutely. on an nhl so guy yeah getting mad but but ultimately if you're getting mad at him you're just getting mad at him for being 10 percent louder than uh than the average you know uh American hockey player and, and not, not even I just mean, Americans man if you no, want to go not. around the league and cancel every right leaning hockey player in the league you're gonna run out of players to cheer for real fucking so what's, fast what's what's worse like what honestly what's what's worse uh uh Ryan Kessler saying like oh I think it's unfair that uh Trump gets blamed for everything or Max Domi saying 
we really got to be careful about what kind of people we let into the country. Like personally, I think Max do- what Max Domi said is worse. And, and the fact that he walked it back to being like not a political or hateful thing, whereas Ryan Kessler was, was at least honest enough to be like, ah, yeah, I probably shouldn't have put it the way I did. Uh, but, you know, I'm a Trump guy or yeah. whatever. And that's my like, I just I just sort of think it's one of those things where where it's and this this is getting off the topic of hockey and just onto the topic of politics. But everything is so focused on Trump that sometimes people miss uh, things that are sort of more important um, or 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 it people end up sort of they get so focused on Trump and hating Trump that they're willing to, to sign on to 98% of the, the Trump agenda so long as he's not the face of it, right? Yes. Yeah. And we'll get back to that in just a second. But first, I want to tell you about auto parts. Yes, we know, folks, that going to a garage, going to uh, have your car looked at can be an exhausting experience. Of course, there are so many makes and models these days that anywhere you go, probably not going to have the specific part that your car requires anyways. And you know how those guys are when you're in there. They don't have the part that you need, but they're going to try and sell you something that you don't. That is not the case, however, for the good folks at rockauto.com. Yes, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for the last 20 years. If you go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, you are always going to find what you need. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much to get the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck? Right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so you know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Now, where were we? Right. I don't know. It felt like um, what was really driving the conversation was not that Ryan Kessler quote unquote revealed because this wasn't even a reveal. He's been open about his politics before. I, I saw this coming uh, weeks ago when uh, when he was being buddy buddy with uh, Dustin Penner. <laughs> so so I'm yeah I, I like I, I it is weird to me that just this was the time the moment where people picked up on it. But but what was really powering it I feel like was people just trying to revert to their default positions that they had. The hate was not about Trump. It was about the way Kessler left this city. You know, yeah, some certainly. seven years ago now. That's what it was always about. And trying to uh, mask it in this, aha, we caught him. He does suck framing. I just, I have no time for that. And I hate making this argument because I hate Donald Trump. But, yeah, uh, no, certainly. But I love well, Ryan I, Kessler as a hockey player, and, and other people should be allowed to, you know? I'll also say, too, that uh, Ryan Kessler, may, you know, he wasn't, uh, he maybe didn't uh, handle leaving in the most, uh, you know, friendly way to the Canucks, but 
Uh, he was, A, completely correct in his assessment that the team wasn't going to be good anymore. Absolutely. And they were going to need to rebuild and that Hugely. that wasn't what he wanted. And so he got out while the getting was good. And he also uh, exercised his uh, rights that were given to him by his union and uh, that he had every right to exercise because the Canucks signed him to a no-trade clause. So uh, ultimately, like, there's lots of great reasons to hate Ryan Kessler, and I have very good reasons. And I, I as a, just, again, I just a, a personality thing. He's got the kind of personality that I don't like, and he used to do stuff when he was here and say stuff that bothered me. But uh, it just... Find find uh, find better reasons, or at least give your give your reasons some more depth than just uh, he he said a dumb tweet. And unquestionably, one of the greatest Canucks of all time. And ultimately, yep, certainly, isn't that what we're here talking about in the first place? So. Yes, and and ultimately too, if you if you follow uh, if you're like like us and you've you know been media or media adjacent for years and years and you forge connections and you hear stuff behind the scenes that uh that you can't repeat for lots of different reasons the thing you'll start to realize is that like these guys aren't your friends and they're not great guys just because they're great at hockey and that's really what roxy fever i think is about is it's about trying to destroy that parasocial a relationship that people have with hockey players and show people like this is, these are all just humans. They're all um, imperfect. And that, and that, that's not an excuse, but it is an invitation to make things better. And that's where I think the, uh, the frustration comes, comes uh, from for me is that it's a, it's very easy to look at things and go, uh, this is sucks and is bad, but it's it's another thing to actually like have pointed criticisms and a project towards making things better. Yeah, so, and yeah. and ultimately you're bang on correct. The the players on your favorite team are still, even if they're people, are still a product that is being sold to you. They are not your friends. Yes, yep, they are not your friends, and I guarantee you right now there is somebody on the Canucks that just absolutely loves Trump. In fact, I know that there's somebody on the Canucks who absolutely loves Trump because he's tweeted about it. And, uh, and no one seems to care about that because uh, he is on the team right now. But we'll see if it comes up later if that guy, you know, uh, leaves under acrimonious terms. Maybe then it'll suddenly be an issue. Or even if he gets traded away, right? Like uh, yeah. like Tyler Madden. Suddenly Tyler Madden's politics were problematic as soon as he was a, an asset of the LA Kings and not the yeah, Vancouver see, Canucks. This is the thing that's so frustrating is that I'm the one out there telling people this while they're on the team, and no one cares until they leave. <laughs> Well, even, you know, uh, and I think Godet has done a similar thing as we uh, saw this week from Robin Lehner. Robin Lehner got so much mm-hmm. credit this week for for saying that, uh, <laughs> that like, oh, I, I don't do politics anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a political yeah. person any longer. I no longer support Donald Trump. Uh, I'm all about human rights. It's not about politics. And I, I just want to be like, Robin, my dude, uh, everything is politics. Human rights yeah. is politics. Like, yeah. just because you don't want to be in trouble doesn't mean you're not a political person. Everyone is a political person. 
Yeah, well, like, the other thing, too, is it's just you're, you also have to be careful about how, like, how seriously to take these guys and how much uh, forethought to ascribe onto them when it comes to these things. Because I'm sure, like, if you asked half of them who the president was before Obama, they would say, like, Ozzy Osbourne or something. <laughs> like, they don't know anything. So it's sort of like, like, I mean, these... It's, it, it is a bit like, what do you expect from these guys that like mostly all got pulled out of high school when they were 16 yeah. so they could become uh, ice skating robots? I mean, know? And like, 16 uh, might even be the high end, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I'm not being generous. So, I mean, my, my number one message is just like, these guys aren't your friends. Assume the worst <laughs> uh, and you will, won't be disappointed. Instead, you'll just be really impressed and surprised when... Uh, like a Matt Dumba or a JT Brown or a uh, even Tyler Sagan comes along and you go, oh, wow, I'm very surprised that this person is, uh, is taking a stand because let me tell you, hockey has a long way to go uh, before, just before it even uh, starts to look like what the, the fan base, at, look as diverse as the fan base does, let alone be leaders in that. Uh, field, you know. Yeah, and uh, Jackson, I, I, I was thinking this was just going to be a, a bonus segment <laughs> that we might talk for like eight minutes. We have filled another entire show with this yeah. conversation. Which, who is surprised when you put microphones uh, in front of you and I? Yeah. <laughs> well, I thank you. I thank you for having me on, and hopefully, this can be I don't know some fun little bonus content. Or whatever. Yeah, and make everybody mad at us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, if if uh, if people wanna if you wanna talk about something that'll that'll uh, make people not be mad at us, maybe uh, you can have me or make a different set of people mad at us. Uh, you can have me on uh, if these uh, anthem protests develop or something, and we can talk about that. Oh, but, absolutely. Uh, I appreciate you uh, having me on for for a very long time, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun, and it's. It feels good to be talking about it again. Yeah, man, it is. It is honestly great to be back. I was kind of dreading the return and having to do daily shows again, but uh, it's been a real treat, and I get to talk to all my friends about all my favorite topics. So who can complain? <laughs> awesome. Later, bud. There he is, Jackson McDonald, former managing editor of Canucks Army. You can now find him uh, as one of the hosts of Roxy Fever, and his writing is at uh, Daily Hive Offside, uh, brought into the fold by Rob Williams. This playoffs so all of his hockey writing can be found there and some of his uh, more socially conscious i guess hockey writing can be found at roxyfever.com if you're listening to this late at night on wednesday tip of the cap to you if you're listening to this early in the morning on thursday ahead of game three uh enjoy the game today i hope it's even half as enjoyable as the game was on tuesday night and uh, I'll be right back to talk to you before you know it. Another show coming your way on Thursday afternoon after the Canucks hopefully pick up another victory in their play-in series against the Minnesota Wild. Until tomorrow afternoon, I have been and will continue to be Justin Morissette, and you've been locked in on Locked On Canucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.